You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night in beautiful downtown Denver, Colorado, inside the comfort of Coors Field, the Marlins and the Rockies played their first of three this weekend. In game one, Sandy Alcantara versus Herman Marquez. Marlins were looking to win their fourth game in their last five tries. With the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, we thought coming in with Alcantara and Marquez on the mound, we'd have a tight, low-scoring ball game tonight in Denver. First of three, the Marlins and the Rockies. That uh, was not the case, at least on one side. All Rockies, they are up for 14 runs on 17 hits. They had five home runs tonight. Colorado 14, Miami 2 in the opening game of this three-game series at Coors Field. Alcantara and Herman Marquez, two really good pitchers. And this game was scoreless into the bottom of the second when C.J. Crone, the Rockies' first baseman, let off against Sandy. On 0-1, he hits one well. Right center field and deep. Back goes De La Cruz looking up at the wall, and C.J. Crone has given the Rockies the lead. A solo home run into the bullpen and right for Crone, number 15 on the season, and it's 1-0 Colorado. And the way Marquez was pitching early on, that one nothing lead might have been all they would need in this game. Now, he walked Jesus Aguilar with two outs in the first inning, but then got on a roll. He set down the side one two three in the second, one two three in the third. Again, one two three in the top of the fourth inning. And early on, the Rockies put this one out of reach in their half of the third, leading one to nothing with one out. Brendan Rodgers doubled. He went to third base on a single by Charlie Blackman. Came home to score on a Trevor Story slow roller to third base. And it was 2-0 Colorado into the fourth. In the bottom of the fourth, they would end on Contra's night prematurely. It began with C.J. Crone getting hit by a pitch. Elias Diaz had an infield single, putting man at first and second with nobody out. Rockies up 2-0 when the center fielder Sam Hilliard stood in. And he hammers one to right center field. That's going to split the gap and roll to the wall for extra bases. Crone's going to score. Diaz will be held at third on a double by Hilliard. It's 3-0 Rockies. For Hilliard, his third double of the season, his first in the fourth inning. We'll uh, have more from Hilliard coming up. With uh, a run in, the Rockies at second and third with nobody out in the fourth inning. The pitcher, Herman Marquez, hit a slow ground ball just a few feet up the third base line. The catcher, Leon, got on it quickly, looked the runners back, fired on to first base for the out 2-3. Rymel Tapia then hit a ground ball the second that Jazz Chisholm had to dive to field. Even though the infield was in, because he had to dive for it, the runner Diaz was able to come in from third base to make it at that point a 4 to nothing game. That was the second out in the inning, but Alcantara just couldn't get out of the mess. Next man up was Brendan Rodgers. The 0-1 is nubbed over the first baseman. Base hit right field. That'll get Rodgers home to make it 5 nothing Rockies. There had been a lot of soft contact. There had been... A couple of ground balls that scored runs. Then the little soft single off the bat of Rogers. But there was nothing soft about what Charlie Blackman did next. 1-0 pitch to Blackman. Lefty hitter hits one well. Left field. Going back. Brinson at the wall. Home run. It's a two-run blast off the bat of Charlie Blackman. And suddenly it's 7-0 Colorado. The Rockies have pushed across five runs here in the fourth. And they were just getting warmed up at that point. Trevor Story followed with a double. Ryan McMahon drew a walk. 
James Rosson was hoping to get a contra through the inning. Two men on, two men out for the first baseman, C.J. Crone. On 1-1, one, one, that's blasted a long way deep to left and another home run. A three-run shot, Crone's second in the ball game, and it's 10-0 Colorado. That pitch, number 75, will be the final pitch of the night for Alcantara. Sandy, who came in, a hot pitcher, coming off a great outing against the Yankees last time out, three and two-thirds innings, 10 hits, 10 runs. The 10 runs, a career high. The 10 hits, one shy of a career high. Walked two, struck out one, allowed three home runs tonight. 75 pitches, 53 strikes. His ERA goes from 312 to 370 tonight. He exited in the wrong end of a 10 to nothing score. Steven Okert, first man out of the bullpen, and the first man he went after was the suddenly red-hot catcher, Elias Diaz. There's a ball hammered to left and deep again. Elias Diaz, number 13 on the season, the fourth of the night for the Rockies, and it's 11-0. Their third home run in the inning. Elias Diaz had hit 15 home runs in his first six big league seasons. He'd hit one in his first 35 games this year, but that long ball was number 12 in his last 31 games. So 15 in six years, now 12 in his last 31 games. It's got into Elias Diaz. It was 11-0 Rockies. Uh, Sam Hilliard then would double before finally Ogre would extricate the Marlins from that fourth inning with a strike out of the pitcher, Herman Marquez. The Rockies sent 13 to the plate in the fourth inning. They scored nine runs on eight hits, six extra base hits, three doubles, three homers, and when the dust had finally settled in the fourth, it was a nine-run inning to make it 11-0 Colorado. Herman Marquez would leave with that 11-0 lead. Six innings, two hits, no runs, a walk, and seven strikeouts for Marquez. 76 pitches, 49 strikes. Miami finally pushed across a run in the seventh inning leadoff walk to Lewis Brinson. With two outs, Sandy Leon single, putting men at the corners. And an infield hit by Magnarese Sierra brought home the first Marlins run of the night. That made it at that point an 11-1 game. Marlins scored again in the top of the eighth on a leadoff home run by Miguel Rojas off reliever Yancy Almonte for Miggy, his sixth long ball RBI, number 28. But uh, that would be it for the Marlins. And with Sandy Leon called upon to pitch in the bottom of the eighth inning, Leon making his third pitching appearance of the season, first Marlins position player ever to pitch three times in a single season. He joins Brian Holiday as just the second Marlins position player all time to pitch three times in a career over multiple years as a Marlin. Leon's done it all this year. Sandy got the first out. Charlie Blackman on a comebacker. But then Garrett Hampson, a pinch hit infield single. Ryan McMahon hit a two-run homer. The fifth Rockies home run in the ball game. C.J. Crone walked with uh, Elias Diaz flying to right for the second out. Sam Hilliard then singled. Pinch hitter Connor Joe. Uh, actually, it wasn't Joe anymore. It was Jonathan Daza pinch hitting in what had become the pitcher spot, Jonathan Daza, an RBI single. That brought Crone home, and that made it a three-run eighth and a 14-2 lead. That's how this one ends, as the Marlins are on the short end in Denver tonight. For the Rockies, 14 runs, 17 hits, no errors, eight left. For Miami, two runs, six hits, no errors. Marlins strand six. Herman Marquez, the winner, 10-8. and eight. Sandy Alcantara, the loser, 6-10. and 10. Time of the game, two hours, 51 minutes. The Rockies with the victory improved to 49 and 61 in the season, remarkably now 36 and 21 at home, while they're just 13 and 40 on the road. 
As for the Marlins, well, their split's not quite as dramatic, but they are pretty dramatic. In falling to 47 and 63 tonight, the Marlins are now 20 and 36 on the road, 16 under. They're right at 527 and 27 at Lone Depot Park. Rockies win it 14 to 2. Marlins pitchers struck out seven in the ball game tonight. Every Marlins strikeout is good for a $25 donation to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. So with the seven Ks tonight, another $175 from the Marlins Foundation. Totter Nation's Drive Pick Initiative for the season now up to 942 strikeouts and a contribution of $23,550 and counting. Rockies win it 14-2, up and down the lineup. A lot of contributors. Brendan Rodgers, two hits, a double, an RBI, two runs scored. Charlie Blackman, a single, a two-run homer. He walked twice. Trevor Story, two doubles, a walk, an RBI, and a run scored. Ryan McMahon hit a home run, drew a walk, drove into, scored two. C.J. Crone, two homers, hit by a pitch, drew a walk, drove in four, and he scored four in the game. Elias Diaz, single homer, RBI, two runs scored. Sam Hilliard, three hits, including two doubles, an RBI, and a run scored. And Jonathan Daza off the bench with a pinch hit RBI single. Rockies, 14, Marlins, two. The 14 runs, 17 hits, and five homers by the Rockies this year. All the second most allowed by Marlins pitching in any game this season. On July 19th in Washington, Marlins lost the game 18-1. to The Nats had 18 runs on 18 hits and six home runs in that game. Tonight, 14 runs on 17 hits, including five that left the ballpark. So the Rockies take game one of the series, 14-2. to so the Marlins fall to the Rockies in game one last night. Let's hear from acting manager James Rousen afterwards. Thanks, Jason. Hey, James, uh, as for Sandy tonight, what wasn't working for him? Um, tough tough night for Sandy, obviously, tonight. Um, didn't get up to the start he wanted to get to. Um, kind of just um, didn't, get, didn't get the ball where he wanted to for the most part tonight. You know, um, it was a little different for him out here, pitching out here. And, um, you know, you could see tonight the ball just couldn't get to where he wanted to. Didn't have, like, the same – you know, movement is normal. Happens sometimes. Um, still believe in him, and, and we all do. And, and getting ready for him to get to that next start. The key is to get past this when he gets to the next one. But just didn't command the ball as well as he normally does, and it was a little, little bit tougher out here today for him. What was Marquez doing to keep the hitters off balance? Uh, Marquez did a nice job of, of, of when he missed. You know, he missed below the zone a lot. He missed, you know, where he missed his pitches. Um, he didn't give you a whole lot of pitches to um, – to do damage on. And then he made some good pitches to the edges and, and he made misses below, didn't miss out over the plate a whole heck of a lot. Um, made us hit some balls that, that aren't, you know, balls that you can easily drive. So, you know, you got to tip your cap to him tonight. He, he did a nice job and, and uh, kept us off balance for, for most of the night. You mentioned before the game that sometimes in a hitter's ballpark, like Coors Field, uh, guys can tend to push a little bit and try too hard. Did you see any of that tonight or was it mainly just the dominance from Marquez? No, I don't, I don't think our guys tried to do too much. You know, sometimes you have to give credit where credit is due and, and, and Marquez, did a, he, he threw a good game today. You know, he went out there, he threw the ball well um, and we weren't able to capitalize on it. Like I said, he didn't give us a whole lot of pitches to capitalize on. And when he did, you know, we just weren't able to spur him up as consistently as, as we would have liked to, you know, um, but I thought our guys, you know, I didn't think they got outside of themselves. I didn't think they tried to do too much. Um, I just thought it was a, a matter of, you know, him making good pitches on, on, on a night and, you know, just didn't work out for us tonight. Let's go to Jordan. Yeah. Hey, James. So when you have to walk out there in the fourth inning to take your ace out, just what is your message to him? And obviously 
seeing Sandy's reaction, we know that he wants the guy wants to go in there longer. Just how did he take having to come out so early? Um, you know, he's a competitor. He's a competitor, man. This, this guy competes, you know, to the end. So it's never easy. Um, you know, at that point, you've got to do, you know, what's, what's best for him at that moment. And um, he never wants to come out. Of, you know, I mean, he doesn't want to come out of those spots because he wants to stay in the game and, and compete and do well. It's just one of those tough nights for him. So, you know, just tell him the message for him is, hey, you know, the next one's coming. You know, and we talk about it a lot. You know, obviously, he's going to sit and digest this one a little bit and, and, and probably spend some time tonight, tomorrow, going over it in his head and, and, and talking to Stott through a few things. And, you know, I'm sure this guy, you know, he, he knows his craft. He'll figure out, you know, the things he can do a little bit differently moving forward here or there. But, you know, for him, it's just a matter of getting right back on that horse. I mean, this is our ace. This is the guy we trust. This is the guy we believe in. And I'm just as excited to see him get out there for his next start as I was excited before this game to see him get out there. So nothing changes. Ready, ready to get to that next one and keep it moving. And what did you see from the offense after Marquez came out of the game and you started to put a little bit, put a little bit of a rally up here, a little rally there, and try to do something even with the score being what it was that down the stretch? Absolutely. Um, you know, again, and I, and I always give these guys credit where credit is due. They deserve the credit. You know, they don't quit. There's something about that. Um, you're not going to win every game, but these are tough games. You know, when you get down that many runs and, and it's tough to stay in the game, but, you know, we just keep marching, preaching, and Eric Duncan's out there preaching to our hitters. You know, every at-bat counts, and he's right. You know, every A-B counts down the stretch. It doesn't matter what the score is. They all count the same. So you got to go in there. You got to still get a good pitch, try to hit the ball hard. Um, I thought our guys did a nice job. I saw in that last inning, you know, we're down quite a few runs, and we still got guys in the dugout. They're still engaged. They're still pulling for their teammates. Um, there's a lot to be said about that. This is a team that doesn't fight. They're sticking together. They're, they're fighting together, whether we're up or whether we're down. So, you know, I was pleased with that. I, I think that's um, a positive that comes out of a tough game, but they're all ready to move on and get to tomorrow. That was acting manager James Rousen after the Marlins thumping by the Rockies in game one last night. Game two comes your way tonight at 8-10 when Jesus Luzardo makes his second start for the Miami Marlins. He'll go opposite of the left-hander Austin Gomber. It is a 8-10 first pitch, which means we're on the air at 7-40 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.